it, honestly, uh, I'm really excited. We we have a theme tonight. Um, it's uh, the first time that you actually ever encountered God for the very first time. And I remember when I was... You know, who remembers their first encounter with the Lord? Isn't it such a powerful... It's a powerful memory burn that you just never... It's like, you know, when you go through so much stuff and you're at school and people are teasing you or ripping you off or you're at school or at work or whatever. And, and, and the reason that you sort of say, no, well, I'm, I'm not going to give in, I'm not going to let my ground go is because that one time you came to church, you know, like nine or whatever, and you had like this, this full-on encounter with, with a sort of, you know, it doesn't just put you in this place where it sort of sets you up and you go, well, I, I had an encounter with God and I know that He's real. I just know that I know that I know that I know that God is real. No matter what you know, the whole school says or what these guys say, I just know that God's real. And I'm not, swer- I'm not swerving from that. And uh, that's because that first encounter with the Lord and it's such a powerful time, isn't it? It really is. And uh, I encourage you, if you've never had, you, know, you might be interested, what, what, what are you talking about? You know, uh, if you've never had an encounter, we're going to give a time later on in other services where you can actually, you know, come and meet the Lord or whatever you need to do. But I love it. I, 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 I remember my first encounter with the Lord as, as bright as day. I just, I just, I mean, it's like the sort of thing that just sort of, you know, just straightens you up and just, you just know that that's, you know, it's like you know that God's called you, and and it's such a powerful moment. It really is. And uh, so tonight, Jason, we're going to hear from uh, four people who I'm excited about. Tash, all the way from Canada, is excited about uh, sharing. So tonight, can we give everyone our best attention? Is that this is kind of, you know, when we preach and we do all this stuff, that's always it's always good, but it's you know revealing personal stuff in front of. You know, it's it's kind of, you know, you're sort of letting walls down. So let's just love these guys. So very first tonight, all the way from, I don't know where you live, Angus, but where? Wangara. All the way from Wangara. Where? Born in Adelaide. Like Cadell. Cadell? Is that right? Cadell Evans. Angus is my, um, you don't, Cadell. Go, what happened? Killing it. Uh, Angus is my uh, future uh, riding compatriot as we um, do our 1,000K journey. And our legs will be burning on those hills. you got this. Can we, can we stand to our feet and give a huge round of applause to Angus, the Bishop, Balding? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That would have been way better if you didn't ask him to stand up. <laughs> um, yeah, well, just to let you know about the bike ride, I am probably going to go on the ride. I'm definitely going to struggle. I'm not going to lie. I haven't gone for a ride all week. My lances are still pretty light, but they could be better. <laughs> Before we start, I have a couple of things to say. It's probably going to take up the majority of my time. Uh, I'll, just say, I'll just say two things. I love the whole keeping up with the old fields thing, but I'm a tad disappointed there was not one shot with Pastor Phil's hand in the photo. <laughs> not one! <laughs> Who's got Pastor Phil on Facebook? <laughs> Makes my day when I see one of those photos. <laughs> I love it. Down by the river. Woo! <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Breaking the ice. How's that? It's good, Dan. 
It's great. So, <laughs> come on. Yeah. So, tonight, I'm going to talk to you for a couple of minutes. I'll probably, can you give me like a heads up when it's like almost, almost over? About my first encounter with the Lord. I was really, I was really young. When was it? Mom's videoing me. Hey guys. <laughs> um, it was at a Hillsong conference and my sister was there as well. Do you guys even remember my sister? Her name is Maddie. Oh, you remember her? Oh, okay. Hey Maddie, have you seen this? It was a long time ago and we actually got down to the... Hold on, let me speak. Got down to the ground level, a bit far back in the seats, but it was oh, still crazy. Whoever's been to a Hillsong conference, you know how amazing it is. And even years and years ago, they were just hectic. Um, I don't know, I was probably like 11, 10, 11 or something like that. And <laughs> I was a little chode, man. I was a little nugget, had short hair, a spiky little fringe. I was awesome. Troy remembers. And I just, re- get to the serious part, I just remember standing there really far back the music was going, I didn't even know the songs since I was like 10. That's when my singing career started, if you didn't know, when I was like 10 at Hillsong. And, um, you, you know when you just, you're standing there and you're worshipping God and you feel like you're the only person in the room and it's just you and God? Oh, man. That was the first time I know I really felt God. The first time that there was nothing in the room, no seats, everything felt like it was a mile away. And it was just you and God just standing there. And you could just feel His love filling your body. <sighs> Long time since then. It's been about five years or six years or something. And you go through seasons. You go through hard times. And you go through awesome times. But I look back at it now. And God has never left me through that time. The times I felt like so alone. God's been there for me. The times I felt so close to Him. He's been that close to me. The hard times, I've been through a really hard time with everything lately. And I felt like I've been so alone with everything. And then I look back to that time and I'm like, wow, God is there for me. And He always has been there for me. And I love that feeling when you're worshipping God and He knows your heart. And you feel so pure and so light. And so, so you feel like you're white, like a little white piece of fabric. Does anyone feel like that? Not like a field of daisies. <laughs> and you just feel like a white piece of fabric with um, an eyes and nose on and stuff. No, that's kind of awkward. That's heaps awkward, actually. Wow. <laughs> well, I felt like a little piece of fabric at one time. And that is a good feeling. You feel lighter than air. But one thing, I really... Oh, I have a Bible verse. I'm not even going to use it because I just want to tell you guys about how God, good God is. How God good is. Oh, if there's one thing you get from this tonight, it's that God loves you through everything. And if you haven't encountered the Lord, do it tonight. It'll change your life. I'm not always the nicest person. I'm not always the happiest person, but the Lord gives me strength and joy and grace and wisdom. Yeah, come on, let's give God a hand tonight. Come on.
And just before I finish, can I say, just be in the Spirit as much as you can, because life is good when you're full of the Spirit. Like, how good was tonight? How many people needed that tonight? That that fresh encounter and a revelation from God that He is real and He's there? I mean, oh, it's just so... He's... Yeah. Words can't even describe it. Luke, when you were speaking, man, that really touched my heart. Like, oh, that was awesome. One more thing. I'm going off topic, but, you know, I never am on topic, so that's awesome. As a church... We need to have each other's back through everything. Like Luke talked about it on Friday, the gladiator, how they all stood with their shields in a circle and nothing could penetrate because they had each other's back. We need to be like that in the church. We need to be praying for each other. We need to be encouraging each other. And to do that, we need to be in the spirit. And... I can't get up here and just say that because I don't do it all the time. So with that encouragement, I know that it's going to be so much easier for each other. So, God is good. So good. Alright, I'm done. Oh, just, um, can, can you guys write this down? Matthew 7, 7? Can you write that? Matthew 7, 7? I'm not even joking. I'm being serious. Get your phones out. I'm just going to wait. Yeah, so um, just, just know that God is always there for you through the hard times, through the easy times, when you feel alone, when everyone likes you, God's there for you. And always know that He's got your back. That's it. Thank you, Angus. Amazing. Can we give Angus a round of applause? Incredible. Matthew 7, 7. We want to invite up uh, James, Jimmy James, all the way from Bado Bay. Come on, let's get up for James. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Oh, um, Angus. Oh, you inspire me and scare me all at the same time in a very good way. Man, the potential that you have got for the kingdom of God is just second to none. Um, I mean, everyone here has obviously, you know, um, met Angus before. If you haven't, um, you might have just gotten a little bit of an idea of how amazing he is to send and his passion for God, which is such a beautiful thing for someone your age. Um, anyway, enough of that, Angus. Oh, actually, can I read out your scripture, man? Yeah, it's a really good one, so I just wanted to, to read it out. It's Matthew 7, 7. Um, you probably wrote it down. Ask, and it will be given to you. This is Jesus speaking. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Oh, I love that. But anyway, um, for anyone who doesn't know me, my name's James. Everyone calls me Jimmy, but I mean, you can call me whatever you want, really. Um, my boss actually called me Ryan for like six months. <laughs> I work at Woolies and I mean I just had to try and be nice because I mean I'm a little bit like that I was just you know answering to her and going yeah yeah she's like Ryan yeah yeah and um, the weird thing was after a while um, she started to put me on the roster as Ryan and I was like look um, 
I'm just trying to be nice. You know, I didn't want to make a scene or anything, but um, my name's not actually Ryan. Um, the weird thing was, like, at that stage, I'd already been working with her for, like, a year, so that's all right. That's all good. And Lusanjo's here today, which is really awesome. And um, you know what, um, Lusanjo, um, don't feel bad about forgetting my name because now you know that story um, and that's all good. But anyway, <clears throat> my story in a nutshell as to when I first encountered God, uh, Angel, I was so pumped when you asked me to talk about this tonight, um, is something that you could talk about for just ages because, I mean, it's something that you'd never forget. Um, so real to me and I mean everyone would remember um, the first time they encountered God in, you know, in that way um, pretty much my background was like um, just growing up in church but the only real reason we used to go to church because it was like you know, just a you know, dad says so kind of thing so that's why we went to church and anyway the, the good and bad thing about that was <clears throat> A, the good thing okay, here's the good part I've got a bit of an idea about who God is, what he's about, but the bad bit was it was all in the wrong way. I mean, uh, there was people close to me in my life who, you know, said that they were Christians and they did things that uh, obviously illustrated that they were not. So my idea and concept of God was really messed up because of that. So it's like, oh, okay, you're saying God is this, but, you know, that's really not how I see it to be. So growing up, I really in a way what I knew of who God was well my concept of who God was what I knew I hated because of what I'd seen from people saying they were Christians and so I pretty much spent my whole childhood growing up hating God hating people and myself in a big way Um, and yeah after um, some stuff went down in my family and and dad left home which was a good thing really um I didn't really have to go to church anymore because it was like, okay, he's not here, so I'm just going to rebel hardcore. Um, after that, <clears throat> that happened when I was about 12. Um, from then up until I was about 16 when I got saved, I just was hell-bent on being the biggest punk you would ever know. Um, my days pretty much involved getting up in the morning, um, and my only aim was to try and be as hardcore as I possibly could be. Because I just, you know, thought that I was the man. I wasn't. I'm still not. Um, TJ's the man. He's cool. Um, but anyway, growing up, I just, I knew that there was something more to it. And uh, the other thing about that is I wanted to avoid it because I didn't want to confront that. Because I was like, oh yeah, I know I'm right. I, you know, God's just a stupid thing. And, you know, I was almost trying to convince myself that I was right by saying, you know, God's are stupid and... You know, that whole idea is just, you know, nonsense and whatever. Um, <clears throat> after a while, my mum met my now stepdad, Graham, who is a legend. Um, he, they used to come to our church. They go to another church now. Um, same church as my sister goes to. And they're all awesome. They're all saved now. Um, but Graham, at the time, like, he's still falling now for God, but he was so gung-ho for the Lord back then. Um, this is when I was about 16, just before I got saved. And uh, I hated him because like, I hated Christians. And what really made me hate Graham was that he kind of had all the answers to the questions I had. So I was like, oh, I thought I had it all figured out. And I had all these cool questions like, 
well, um, what about dinosaurs and, um, you know, what about, you know, this in the Bible and, and whatever? Um, I didn't know everything. I wasn't the man, but I thought I was. And so I really got a good slice of humble pie. And um, <clears throat> it's easy to swallow, but hard to digest. And so I came to this conclusion that I just did not have it together in life at all. I was about 16 at the time, and I was just like, oh, really hated my, my circumstance in the, in the present time and, and looking back on stuff that, you know, had gone down in my family and, you know, things I've been through, I was just hating it, going, oh, I hate this, I hate that and whatever. But the only hope that I had left at that stage I knew was God. And um, I was thinking about it one day, I was like, oh, this is too much. Oh. I went to um, commit suicide one day and obviously I didn't do it because I'm still here which is pretty good um, yeah and uh, at that moment oh Jimmy um, I've only told like three people this before um, I like couldn't move but I don't know whether it was like um, uh, like a paralysis thing or you know just not being able to move or whether I was just you know lying there and I don't know frozen because of whatever reason but I just didn't move for about half an hour and um, I saw this little bible sitting on this bookshelf I got it was stacked up underneath a whole heap of CDs like your limp biscuit and corn and uh, just stupid stuff anyway um, it just like it caught my attention it was one of those little red Gideon Bibles that you know they hand out in high school and stuff and for some reason I kept it this is the reason I kept it I kept this Bible because I like to pull it out on the bus on the way to school and go oh look what this says and you know ripping on it and I kept it and in that moment when I was looking at it this day I was like oh and I just broke down um I couldn't really help that and it kind of bothered me in a way, but it was also so good because I felt peace for the first time in my life. And I knew that was God. And I thought, oh, all those things that I thought was God and all that, all that stuff, and I was thinking about this later, all the stuff that, you know, arguing with Graham about and, you know, I don't agree with this and, you know, you suck, you're a Christian and, you, you know, you think you're so good and, and whatever. In that moment, I just thought, you know what, I don't care about any of that I, I really do not care less about all the head knowledge of what God is or even what, what people say that God is I know now, I know the reality of who he is and I'm just not going back I, I kind of had nothing to go back to anyway I mean my Drago mates won't help me um, so the next day um, that was the 2nd of April 2004 um on the third, it was a really mixed up day. Um, I was talking to Graham about baptism and that. Um, a lot of people call Graham, Graham the Baptist because he's just into it. And um, on the Sunday, which was the 4th of the 4th, 2004, um, I mean, it's a date I'll never forget, not just because of the numbers thing, 4th of the 4th, but I rocked up to church, I got baptised, um, Pastor Phil prophesied over me, said that I'd be a teacher. Had no idea at the time, but I'm now in my fourth year of a teaching degree, um, which is really cool. 
And anyway, that night I came back and Pastor was like, yeah, come out the front, I want to pray for you. And, you know, I'm standing there in the tent at the time and he's like, you know, pray this, pray with me. You know, Jesus, I accept you into my life. And then I got halfway through it and my words just started to... And I was like, was on the floor and I'm going, oh, what is this? And I got to smash me and, well, I haven't gone back. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. So, like, the best thing about that now is that I have a God that I know and who knows me and I love him and he loves me and I've got a family and, I mean, not just my family, like my natural family, but like you guys as well. And, and um, not only have I noticed a change in my life, but other people's lives. And, you know, these young boys like Angus and, and TJ and Troy and Lysandro. And it's like, well, why would I go back? Like, God is the best thing you could ever do with your life. Best thing you could ever do. Uh, I haven't really got anything else to give in this life but Him and just say, man... If you've got any wits about you, grab on to God and don't let go. He's never let me down. Never let me down. Um, yeah, thanks. It's awesome. Please give James another round of applause. That's amazing, James. Well done. What a solid... Isn't James a solid... Just a solid young guy and... Uh, for years and years, would be the, the guy that turn up super early at SG and set everything up and never complained and uh, pulled everything down and drove it home. And he's just, a, I mean, he's the light, he's bearing fruit. He's just an amazing guy, a solid guy. And I know, James, that God has got so much more than what we are now. I mean, the, the, the future is bright. And I know that I can see you leading groups and doing amazing stuff. Is it, can we just give James one more round of applause? What amazing. Well done. What a testimony. Incredible. We're going to invite up all the way from Canada, Tash, Flies Like a Eagle. Oh, actually, I live in Wadalba now. <laughs> um, there's so much to say. I like what these boys have been saying, but... um. But I'm, you know, I pride myself on being real. <laughs> so I'm going to be real with you. And I'm, you know, yeah, I, I grew up, um, I'm one of seven kids. Um, so we breed well. Um, and, you know, I grew up with, like, my parents are still together. And, you know, we've all got the same mum and dad and everything. Um, but my, I guess my story is we grew up um, in a small town um, that we basically ran. <laughs> Um, we were pretty cool, um, but my mum, um, my mum was a Christian. Like she got saved when, yeah, I think she was about 25 or so. Um, she also had four kids at that time, um, but my dad was not a Christian. He was, this is tricky to say, but anyway, he was an alcoholic, um, and I guess you know I grew up. I was um, the fourth child, so I was the first girl. And I guess, you know, my story is that I didn't really feel like my dad loved me. I didn't, um, you know, we didn't show affection. That's just not what you did. Like, you'd just say, hey, and do, do your own thing. Um, so, you know, mum, but my mum was just 
a beautiful woman. She would pray all the time and I thought she was crazy and, you know, all of that. And she would play, you know, what's his name? Don Francisco and, you know, all these awesome hits, you know. <laughs> and I actually listen to it now. How funny is that? I know, poor Luke. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, my mum was a a godly woman and it was very it was confusing because I, she was praying all these years and you know my dad never gave up drinking and you know we were always like in these two worlds my mum was a Christian but my dad wasn't and um, anyway so that was cool we you know we'd go to church with mum and we'd muck up on her so that we wouldn't have to go next week and you know we went to a home church where there was you know just a couple of families and we'd you know, we'd have a big silver goblet and we'd pass that around for communion and, you know, we'd dare each other to drink it all and then pass it on empty and, you know, stupid things like that because it didn't really mean anything to us and, you know, we'd grab a handful of bread and, you know, for the car trip home, like just stupid stuff, you know, because we were all, we were all let down, like, you know, Dad wasn't around. We had Christmases without Dad, like he just wouldn't come home because he'd be somewhere um but that's you know that's that's sort of what makes you who you are and I got very independent I could do I could do well you know and I was yeah I was one of the boys so I got used to being able to you know function quite well anyway so I went through high school and that was cool and you know I was sort of the leader of the pack and I was really mean I know you find that hard to believe but um I was a terrible person, like, because I was taking out my anger on people and things like that. Anyway, my brother left home, my eldest brother, Simon, um, and he, yeah, he was, went to Newcastle and they ran a church, like a kids' church thing and, you know, part of our punishment <laughs> for being naughty kids, um, mum sent us down to Simon for school holidays in October um, 2001 um, to, you know, help with this camp and we were like, you know, we were just going to muck up, like, <laughs> we're going to make mum pay for it. Um, but, like, so me and my other two brothers, so two above me, um, we all went to this conference and we all, like, the, the camp, and, you know, we were saying on the way down, oh, I hope they're not weird, like, I hope they don't speak in tongues and, you know, all this kind of thing. We got there, sure enough, they're speaking tongues, and, you know, they raised their hands, and we just didn't really, we couldn't connect with that. So it was sort of like this really interesting moment where I, my stomach was churning and I had butterflies and I'm like oh, I know what this means and so you know it was really interesting so on the, the second night of this camp they were talking about love nothing else but just the love of God and you know I looked at my brothers and they were like with their heads down and you know at that time my brother above me Josh he just had a baby with this girl that lived behind us Um, so I was 16 he was 17 and my oldest brother was and um, Ben was 19 so we're all you know crucial times in your life it's so funny I looked across and Josh you know was had tears rolling down his eyes and, and Ben was crying and I'm like far out if they're crying like you know this must be real and I I remember just lifting my head and just saying, okay, God, I, yeah, this is it. Like, I had to make a decision there and it, I had to put, put myself aside and I remember thinking, you know, I'm, I'm an all or, all or nothing kind of person and I just said, all right, well, I'll give it a go. And God said to me so clearly, I love you. 
And I was like, sorry? <laughs> and, and he just said, I love you, Tash. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I was like, okay. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and I burst into tears because I'd never felt that love before, ever. Ever. And I just, I cried for about four hours because I just realised I had so many issues that I, you know, I, I just, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know anything, but I knew that God loved me and I knew that he was going to make everything right again. And I, yeah, so, you know, had a bit of a cry, as you do. And um, then, you know, I spoke to my brothers afterwards and they said, well, something's happened, you know. And from that moment on, like, I think I stayed up all night reading my Bible and highlighting and, you know, doing all that thing because that moment was so significant. Like, I couldn't deny God. And the Holy Spirit was... My hands were burning like all night and my face was burning and, and I just had never felt that power. That's what it was, the Holy Spirit. It was so powerful and I, I just remember God just so beautifully surrounding me. It was, I just can't describe it, but I've never turned my back on him. You know, I've had moments where I you know, was doing stupid things, but I, I never felt condemned. I never felt you know, convicted in a bad way. Often you hear people say, you know, God will convict you and it's like, rah. But no, he was so gracious to me and, you know, I didn't need someone to go, you'll learn. I didn't need that. I needed someone to say, God loves you anyway. Just, just as I was, the issues that I had and, you know, the Holy Spirit was my counsellor and helped me with issues with my dad and my dad got saved. You know, and and... My brothers got saved and, you know, my sister comes here and she got saved and, you know, you've got to understand that God did that. Nobody else. God did that. And it's just an amazing thing to be able to come from, it's almost an extreme sort of situation where, you know, my dad's going through some stuff now and he's praying. Like, who would have thought my dad would pray? You know, every second word was F. Like, that's just what happened, you know, and... Like, he's a beautiful man and he, you know, God, God gives us hope. And that's, that's my story. God gives hope and I'll never walk away from him. My, and we're going to bring up our kids in the house and, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's cool. And when you asked me last week, I was like, oh, geez, that was ages ago. But, gee, I remember it <laughs> because you cannot deny love, God's love. So, yeah, if I could encourage you, you know, like, yeah, you know, I had my issues and things like that, but God will never leave you. And if you, if you commit to him, he will not leave you. And your life will be a thousand times better than what you can make it on your own. So, yeah, I just I hope that blesses you, but this is where we are. <laughs> oh, I did have a verse. Is that all right? Sorry. Sorry, Andrew. But, yeah... And I remember, I still refer to this verse, and that's what the Lord gave me that night. And it says in Romans 8, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. And I have life. Beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Tash. Amazing. Mate, can we just give Tash a round of applause? Wow. I could have just sat there and listened to that one all night that was, and the others, but that was awesome. 
Tash, that's amazing. Isn't she, she's real. She's real. When you're from Gunnada, you're real. Can we invite the band up? Is that okay? Can we get the band up? And I think we're done. Our time time is gone. And uh, well, we had Luke as the fourth, but um, we ran out of time. So maybe next week. Pass film, and she'll be back next week. So probably not going to happen, but whatever. <laughs> we can talk to Luke later on. Can we all stand before we finish? Is that okay? And as the band starts to play. And tonight, I mean, you've heard some incredible stories of people who, who just literally encountered God and uh, never, never the same. Never, ever the same. And that God is real. Band. And uh, can, we just, can we just lift our hands? Lord, we thank you for today and tonight. Lord, the Bible says, taste and see that you are good. And God, tonight we've heard account by account by account that God, you are, God, you are amazing. God, that you are faithful. God, that you are loyal. God, that you, you fill us with peace and joy and love. And that God, you, you're always there for us. No matter what we're going through, God, you're always there. And it only takes one one touch from, from you, Lord, will change our lives. God will change the direction of our lives. One little touch from God changes the direction of our life. And tonight, God, as we finish, as we close, God, I just want to bless everyone here. God, I pray for everyone here right now, Lord, that they would leave this place, God, tonight encouraged, God, filled with love, filled with hope, like Tash preached about hope, Lord, that our lives would be that our, our, our children